T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Two down, one to go. This is our third and final hour of Sports Talk here on WWLAMFM.com and always free on the Odyssey app before we hand it off to the 49ers and Seahawks on Monday Night Football in about 45 minutes. Um, Brandon Lang, sports handicapper, BrandonLang.com, host of Believe Me with Cordell Stewart, will join us after our first break. Also, Kevin Bryant, author of new book, um, Spies on the Sidelines, the high-stakes world of NFL espionage. But, you know, we try our best on this show to bring you uh, the stuff that matters between the lines, X's and O's, um, all that stuff. But, you know, occasionally somebody says something that is inherently, well, dumb and really irresponsible. And we got to bring it to you because, you know, this whole – this is going to – what I'm about to say is probably going to ruffle some feathers of some and – there's going to be uh, some in the woke sports world that are not going to be happy that I broached this topic, but I didn't broach it. Troy Vincent did, and I'll get to it in a minute. Uh, but really, I try to st- we try to stay away from this stuff because we want it to be just about sports. Because we hear this whole "oh, stick to sports, stick to sports," and I'll get. To- I'm sure I'm going to get a few of those on the text lines or maybe even the call lines. But this one, you can't help but interject because this same person didn't stick to sports because Troy Vincent. The NFL Executive Vice President of football, football Operations, the number two to Roger Goodell, the NFL Commissioner, says the NFL Scouting Combine isn't, is not dissimilar to a slave auction. Vincent made the comparisons Wednesday during the league meetings, according to CBS Sports. Now, team owners like Arthur Blank of the Falcons took umbrage with this really hysterical mark. Look, billionaires don't want someone likening uh, paying athletes millions of dollars to for playing a game to putting black people in chains. Arthur Blank stood up. He's got a, a really good, strong record of diversity and inclusion over his two decades owning the NFL uh, Atlanta Falcons. He took um, issue with, the, with Troy Vincent's statements, who, again, is the number two. He's right behind NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell in terms of the pecking order in the NFL. Cowboys owner Jerry Jones followed Blank on the microphone at the league meetings, calling it a privilege to play in the league. And you know what? He's right. You know why? Where else can one 
potentially allegedly prey on sexually prey on 30 women and make $230 million in a guaranteed contract. But Troy Vincent treats players like Deshaun Watson as if they were slaves. That's what Troy Vincent would have you to believe. Now, the NFL won't condemn Troy Vincent. They won't fire him. They should, but the league won't. I mean, to me, his comments are reckless and purposely dishonest. It's just a dishonest way. They're playing the victim when there's no victim to be had. And someone could also argue the remark also marginalizes slavery. Highly paid NFL official comparing players trying to pursue their dream as professional football players to entering a plantation. How else are they supposed to get into the league? How else? The number one pick this year is going to make $39 million. The number one pick in April is going to make $39 million over the life of his contract. That's not bad money. That's really good money. Listen, I just think these comments are in an in a area or in an era where I know we're quick to cancel culture and um, very sensitive, and I understand that. But he broached this on his own. Nobody asked him this. He just brought it up unsolicited, and I think it's irresponsible. It sets the NFL back because I think the NFL was making progress. You didn't, you didn't see nearly as much pushback on the NFL for some of their social uh, justice stuff that they were pushing two years ago. Much more acceptance. The NFL hadn't been under this kind of light in a couple of years. Now it's more negative light for the NFL. Troy Vincent, out of touch. This is Sports Talk here on WWL. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Back here on Sports Talk, right to our Oak and Heart Jewelers talking text lines. I don't know if you heard the topic du jour, but Troy Vincent, the uh, executive vice president, uh, football operations for the NFL says the scouting combine is not dissimilar to slave auction. That's what he said at league meetings. Ken in New Orleans East, what's going on, Ken? You're on WWL. Hey, man, how you doing? I'm good, Ken. Thank you. Because we don't agree on too many things. Matter of fact, very little. But on this one, I can concur with you 150%. That is the most idiotic statement of he, with that statement, which was totally uncalled for, just downplays what slavery was all about. I mean, that's no comparison. That's like somebody trying to compare the Holocaust. You know, it's too, too. Ken, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't happened. recall hearing in history of any slave ever making thirty nine million dollars. And I don't recall. Uh, a bunch of white slaves lined up with black slaves being Good sold. Good point. Good point. And they are because white <laughs> white players have to go through the combine too, right? Yeah, yeah, they surely do. And, and, and any player from any league has any player from any ethnic background has to go through the same thing. Whether it be Jewish, whether it be Hungarian. Uh, Samoan or whatever. If you want to be part of the NFL, 
guess what? Get in line. Let's see what you look like. Let's see what your weight is. Let's get your measurements, and we're going to go from there. Now, I will say, Ken, that the NFL Combine is a bit of a meat market, so to say. What I mean by that is they're they're prodding you, pulling you, et cetera, but no way, shape, or form is it anywhere close to slavery. Well, if if you go for if you go for a full physical at your doctor, they're going to be pulling and prodding at you also. Right. Yeah. They're going to be running tests on you also. You know, is that like a slave market to go to your doctor for a full exam? No, if just trying to find to out how healthy I am. They're going to do the same thing. It's, I just it just makes me angry for a black person to say something that shows you their lack of knowledge about their own history, about what slavery was all about, to see something like that. Can, and, and keep in mind, Ken, this is the number two. This is number two in command, yeah. right behind Commissioner Roger Goodell. What should Goodell and the league do about this? Should they suspend him? Should they fire him? I mean, shouldn't there be some sort of pushback here? It should be. There really should be. Well, number one, I would make him explain it. You need to go in a little bit more detail. In, in, in what you just said, make him explain it, put it into words, let him expound upon the hardships of slavery and what black people went through from the standpoint of but being. Ken, I think that would just further the insult. I think that would just further the insult because there's no yeah. comparison. I mean, there's nothing that you exactly. can compare that to. It's nothing. It's it's just nothing you can compare that to. And it's and it's sad. I've, I've heard that and similar statements said about that, like instances like that and other things, where people try to compare something compare something that they really can't. The horrific history of certain things that have gone on in this, not only in this in this country, but in this world. Yeah, it's incomparable. One to try Ken, to, it's incomparable. There's uh, nothing that can compare it to It is incomparable. Yeah, we but we're on the same page on that one. Can I look? I appreciate you calling me because you're right. You and I have had our moments where we've we've sparred a little bit, but I respect you for um, for being able to call in when you do agree with me or you disagree with me. I appreciate that. All right, take care. All right, Ken, Carl and Hammond. What's going on, Carl? You're on WWL. Okay, I'm going to. Um, you you got my one point that white players also do it, but I'm a, I'm a issue, have I'm gonna say this, um, Christian. I would issue a challenge if I was the NFL. I would challenge every other worldwide corporation, Walmart, Sony, Ford, everybody else, and say, what other business makes more young black men, 22 years old or whatever, millionaires? I don't think there's any competition. At first blush, you could take it a step further. What other corporations make young 22-year-old millionaires, period? Period. White, black, whatever. Right. Right. So that's what I would come at. I would say, why is so much morality and everything put on? And, and, and you, you look at the battle that blacks had to get into football. You look at colleges where up north they started taking in black players to eventually down south. And, and guys were fighting for the right to get on the field and play. And now you play and you're well compensated. And not to mention you can get endorsements. You can build your own foundation, 501c3. Malcolm Jenkins did a great job, and he got a lot of kickback 
like like he wasn't a great black man because he wasn't you know doing some of the things other people. But he he's done ride alongs. He's done all kind of stuff. Partner with the NFL, and I was the NFL. I would challenge be like. Now, we've done some, you know, nobody's 100% perfect, and, yeah, you got racism in all different kind of places. But where are the other people advancing? Because there's some companies and stuff that are still racist. There's Carl, some play- Troy, I, Vincent, I Troy Vincent is the number two leader behind the commissioner. He's uh, supposed to lead the NFL, supposed to lead the NFL, not spra- spread unfound dramatics. That's, that's not his job. He failed in leadership here. He had an opportunity to lead. So if he fails at a, as a leader, what should happen to him? Something should happen to him. I'm not calling for his job. Should he get suspended? I mean, what's the, what's the NFL going to do? The NFL's in a tough spot here because they, you know, if they don't come out, they're going to get called out for being hypocritical. If they do come out, they're going to be called out for being hypocritical as well. If they do something, then they're going to get a whole lot of backlash. Oh, yeah. A whole lot of people who weren't even thinking about it didn't even have it on their mind. Some people just want some kind of controversy to jump on the boat with. Yeah, Carl. Instead of making real progress, let's really deal with some issues. I'm an old guy. I remember working for three, four dollars, five dollars an hour. You know, so I mean, let's let's deal with if we really want to talk about it and let's focus in some of the real areas. You got to deal with cities and. Departments and stuff. You know what we're missing here, Carl? You know the biggest point we're missing here, though? Unlike slavery, any player has the right to participate or not participate in a scouting combine. It's a free choice. You can say, I'm not playing. Because you want to be on an NFL team. Right. But, I mean, unlike slavery, any player at any point in time can choose not to participate. Check out. Yeah. Uh, I agree. Come on, Troy Vincent. Carl, thanks for the phone call. This is Sports Talk here on WWL. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Excited to talk to my next guest, Kevin Bryant, author of the new book, Spies on the Sidelines, the high-stakes world of NFL espionage. Kevin, how are you, man? Hey, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Sure thing. So what are some of the techniques NFL teams use to gather information on their opponents in hopes of gaining uh, a game day advantage? Yeah, so there's a lot of stuff. So a lot of the permissible techniques that all teams use are advanced scouting, which today is composed largely of, uh, you know, reviewing footage of teams playing. Um, And then debriefing players. Uh, A lot of times, uh, teams are signing players from their opponents um, that are either on the practice squad squad or that were just cut uh, to debrief them for stuff, um, looking through the media. And then you get into what I call, you know, kind of the, the questionable and the illicit techniques. So those go from everything from um, stealing signals to elicitation to actually having a spy inside of another team's organization, um, watching the What practices. is this, a CIA or NSA? Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's pretty crazy. I mean, all of those techniques that you think about being used by, by nation states, such as, like, you know, putting a listening device in a location. 
Man, all of those are fears that go on in the NFL. And actually, Drew Brees' wife uh, was one of those people that was actually worried about a listening device being put in her hotel room at one point. So it, it, it gets pretty crazy. Well, um, what about shuffling of draft picks um, and, and using aliases? Um, yeah, so, you know, when it comes to drafting players, there's a whole world of espionage out there. So he goes from everything from um, teams conducting surveillance of the prospects that they're interesting, interested in drafting, especially high-round uh, draft, draft prospects. So you've got guys that are actually sitting there staking out bars to see how much these prospects drink. You've got them following them on flights at times. Um, and then, you know, it, it got really crazy at times um, during the NFL's competition with the AFL for who was going to reign supreme for in pro football. And there you actually had um, – you had – you had teams actually trying to sign players and then hide them away in hotel rooms so that the other league couldn't find them. And the other league was, you know, using investigators and scouts and everything else to try to find these guys so that they could bring them back and actually, you know, shuffle, steal them away from these hotel rooms where sometimes they were, you know, listed under an alias to keep their identity hidden and to steal them away and try to sign them for their league. So, you know, there's been some pretty crazy stories out there in the NFL's history. So what what sparked you to write this? What's your background, Kevin? Yeah, so um, I've got 23 years' experience now collecting and protecting information for the Department of Defense. I've got master's degrees in both sports management and intelligence studies. So, you know, it was a subject that interested me. Um, you know, espionage. And when I, you know, when Spygate happened and then Josh McDaniels went over to the Broncos and I'm a big Broncos fan, he brought with him a videographer who got caught recording another team's um, walkthrough practice. Um, And so at that point, you know, I really just began wondering how much espionage goes on. Um, I did some research on the internet, wanted to read more about it. So I started looking up books on Amazon realized no one had ever written a book on this topic and said, you know what, this is, this is my, uh, I think this is my book subject. And, um, you know, six, six, seven years of research later, I finally, finally got it done. Of the research, were, were some of these stories that you got from people in the NFL? Yeah, so I got stories from people in the NFL, people that work around the NFL, um, you know, there's a lot of contract work that goes along out there, especially when you're talking about um, protecting your information. Um, and then a lot of the story is, is you know, straight from coaches, um, the books that they have written um, or books about them that are out there. And so I, I went through and I read about 50 books um, about them and just sucked out the parts that were applicable. And obviously there's a lot of stuff out there on the internet as well. Some of these great stories, um, you know, but I, I, you know, put, put them all in one place and gave a little perspective from someone who has some experience, you know, collecting and protecting information. Have you yourself ever, you mentioned the DOD, but have you worked for any NFL franchise? I have not. No. Kevin, I, it's fascinating stuff to, to think about it. I guess when it comes to, 
as you put it in the title, high stakes. It, I guess anything's possible. We've seen it, Spygate, et cetera, Deflategate. Uh, the Saints were unfortunately involved in, uh, allegedly involved in Bountygate, which there were some things about that that you could certainly pick apart and, uh, and make, a, make a case that the NFL had some things, uh, an axe to grind against, and we won't go too further into that. But uh, it's fascinating to think about um, considering, man, I, I know this, if there's millions of dollars at play, you can expect teams or guys, it's only natural to try to gain any edge they can if they can do it without getting caught. Um, I'm, I think that a lot of them at least would be willing to consider it, uh, considering everything that's on the line for NFL franchises. I know I'd think about it. I'm just being honest. Yeah, yeah I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, it, it is basically what this is, is, you know, corporate espionage in a sense. And, um, you know, like any business that is worth billions of dollars, there are going to be competitors out there that want your secrets. And the NFL is, you know, is no different. And, you know, uh, teams are paranoid about this. So they're constantly taking, you know, they're, they're, they're taking all these steps to try to, you know, protect their information. I think one great New Orleans story about this is um, when Coach Sean Payton um, in 2000, before the 2006 draft, he was asked by President Bush uh, who the Saints were going to sign with their number two overall pick. Who they were going to pick. And, uh, and Sean Payton wouldn't even give that information to President Bush. You know, um, you know, not even the President of the United States has a security clearance high enough for an NFL team to reveal that type of information. So just shows how paranoid they can get. Yeah, well, I think a lot of people figured out once the Texans decided they were going with Mario Williams, it was going to be Reggie Bush. That was an easy one to figure out, that's for sure. Um, Kevin Bryant spies on the sidelines, the high-stakes world of NFL espionage. Kevin, thank you, man. Hey, thanks so much for having me on. Appreciate it. All right, I want to step away a little early. I want to come back. I want to kind of talk a little and go back on uh, Drew Brees going back and are going into coaching on an interim basis with his former school in Purdue. And I want to talk about what I think has happened to Drew post-career, in particular with his media opportunities and now what's going to come of Drew here. He's always going to land on his feet. He always does. But I think that um, – yeah, well, I'll get into it after we step away. What happened to Drew Brees? Saints fans will abide, be the difference maker. Sunday, the Saints battle the Atlanta Falcons in the Caesars Superdome. First up, first take at 8 a.m., check in with Steve Geller and Jeff Nowak from your tailgate party. At 10 o'clock, the Bud Light countdown to kick off the first quarterback to lead the Saints to the playoffs, the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear. Myself, Christian Garrick, and NFL and college football analyst Mike Detillier. Listen for all pro analysis of the big game. Game time is high noon with Deuce and Haas. Turn down the sound of your TV and sync up the home team. Then after the game, sound off on the point after with the Cajun Cannon until 6 p.m. on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network, WWL, and the free Odyssey app. We had Drew Brees, former Saints quarterback and a current interim coach with the Purdue Boilermakers on last hour. If you missed it, um, Odyssey Rewind is where you can find it. Last 24 hours of live radio. We touched on a number of subjects. Emphatically, he said he's not into the long-term coaching aspect of this. It is um, assuredly a um, interim, short-term thing. We got the bite. We'll play that. Um, here's Drew Brees. I asked him point blank, could this be a long-term thing for you? Drew, a lot of your peers are getting into coaching. Uh, we saw Jeff Saturday jump in as an interim coach with the Colts. Is this? I know this is an interim basis now, but could this turn into not necessarily maybe something with Purdue, but is this something that you're maybe willing to consider going forward as a long-term career opportunity coaching? No. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this, is, this, is, this, is just, this is just a short-term thing. And, and like I said, this, 
this came about just with, with uh, Coach Brom leaving um, and us being in a position where, um, you know, we were trying to fill the gap, you know, between now and uh, after the bowl game. Um, you know, Purdue has already gone through the search uh, for the next head coach, and, and we've actually just announced it yesterday that we're hiring Ryan Walters, who is the defensive coordinator at Illinois, as our next head coach. Drew Brees earlier today on Sports Talk, the full interview. Uh, Odyssey.com Rewind is where you can check out the full interview. You know, since Drew Brees left NBC, are they, they parted ways? I've always, I've constantly wondered this thought. And I'm, again, I, this is just me thinking out loud. This is not inside information I have about Drew Brees and the departure from NBC. Uh, but I, I can't help but wonder if Drew Brees has kind of been blackballed from the media in general. And the reason why you go back to August 1 when he made those comments that he got uh, into quite a bit of trouble for with his teammates following the George Floyd killing uh, and murder. And um, they had, a, you know, Malcolm Jenkins made a big production out of it. His teammates had a long conversation, et cetera. The, you know, a lot of his teammates forgave him. Uh, members of the media, Maria Taylor, who is now with uh, NBC, hosts Sunday Night Football um, um, and Sunday Night Football in America. And she was with ESPN at the time and really came out strong against Drew based on those comments, whether you think Drew was right or wrong in, the, in those comments that he made about um, you know, defending the national anthem, that's neither here nor there for this particular conversation. But I think that with those comments, there were members of the media that never forgave him and did their best to keep him out of the media. We have a, a sickness in this country about seeing the greats fall. We root for them to, to, to be the, the best that they can be. We, we love to see them fall down, though. We love to tear them down. We want our heroes to be heroes, but then there's a, a faction of society that can't wait to tear them down. And I think that's what happened to Drew. I think he's been blackballed, quite frankly. I, I've heard you know one criticism. I can't remember the guy who called him basically a corpse. I've watched Drew Brees call games. Was he Tony Romo? No. But was he very good? I thought so. But I think he's been unnecessarily blackballed. Maria Taylor goes from ESPN to NBC, so now she has to work with Drew Brees, whom she said she could not stand and potentially never forgive, right? but had to work with him every Sunday. I think that she probably made life miserable for NBC executives based on her feelings. And look, if she doesn't want to forgive him, that's her prerogative. That's her right. Okay, I don't agree with it. I think when you when you forgive somebody, it's over. I've, I've been raised that way. I, I do the same thing with my kids. I also never question someone's um, genuineness when it comes to an apology. Either you accept their apology or you don't. And I don't I don't sit back and go, oh, I'm second. I don't think you were very sincere about your apology. Look, if you're man enough to apologize or woman enough to apologize, so be it. Now, some would argue he should have never apologized. That's a conversation for another day. But I think that's really what happened to Drew Brees. And I don't know that you've heard this take anywhere else. But that's mine. That's where I stand. I think he's been blackballed from the media. And I don't know that he'll ever get into the media ever again. You think about it. Before he retired, two years prior to his retirement, there was talks that he was going to be the NBC guy, do Notre Dame games, and eventually replace Chris Collinsworth. That never happened after his, his comments on August 1st. Our Oakland Heart Jewelers talk and text lines are open for the final couple of minutes of the show. If you agree or disagree with me, call me, 504-260-1870. Now, listen, don't cry over over the notion if you believe that, as I do, that Drew's kind of been blackballed. He's got millions of dollars. I don't feel sorry for him in that regard. 
Uh, he's going to have plenty of opportunities to do things elsewhere, a la his interim coaching gig with the, the Purdue Boilermakers. He's going to have other opportunities to make money or uh, be relevant in other fashions, uh, other facets, I should say, of his life. And I'm, I don't feel sorry for him, but I think that's the reality of what happened to Drew because I think the criticism that he got about his broadcasting ability was really pointed towards what he said that some people didn't like. James, I'm not getting into whether he should have or should not have apologized. Uh, that's not the conversation that I'm having right now. They had We had that conversation a year and a half, two years ago when it happened. I want to know if you think that he's been blackballed by the media or do you think I'm completely wrong? And tell me why I would be wrong. Because he hasn't surfaced on, on the media any other channel. There's been guys like Michael Irvin and others that have had second chances with ESPN, NFL Network, back to ESPN. Other that, That's just Michael Irvin, just to name one. There's others that have cycled through uh, networks after another that sometimes have said things that were insensitive, wrong, uh, mean-spirited, but have gotten other opportunities. Drew Brees is yet to get another opportunity. And he, he wasn't as bad as the critics made him out to be. He, was he Tony Romo? Like I said, no. There's not too many that, that were, that are like Tony Romo to, in terms of his ability to call a game. And by the way, if you've listened carefully to Tony Romo from his first initial days, they've backed him off a little bit. What I mean by that is in game, he would tell you where the ball was going before it actually went there, and they kind of backed him off, kind of saying, hey, don't don't be that in-depth with your analysis. I, I understand why you don't want to give away the play before it happens, but come on. And I, I think that uh, Drew's been blackballed in the media. It'll be interesting to see if he ever gets an opportunity if he chooses to take that route. Once again. All right. I want to thank Charlie Long at Master Control, Stephen Geller for helping us put together the program, our operations and brand manager, Diane Newman. Tomorrow it's the fans and the pro. Big weekend for grocery shopping for the holidays. Why not make it groceries and football? Join Mike Haas and Mike Dettillier tomorrow live from Rouse's Markets on Chapatulas for a special edition of Fans and the Pro. They'll preview Saints and Falcons game, um, talk college bowl games, take your calls, drop by. Say hello to the voice of the Saints, Mike Haas, and NFL and college football analyst Mike Dettillier tomorrow, 4 to 6 p.m. at Rouse's Markets on Chapatulas and right here on the home of the Saints and LSU on WWL. Once again, tomorrow, special editions of the fans and the pros. Join us Sunday, 8 a.m. Our coverage starts for fans first take Saints and Falcons. The Bud Light countdown to kickoff gets underway at 10 and then sound off on the point after after the game till 6 p.m. as the Saints battle the Dirty Birds. The Atlanta Falcons come here in the Superdome, and it's a rematch of week one, a wild one. We'll see another wild one likely uh, on Sunday. It always gets that way between these two uh, heated rivals. And it's Falcons week. It's always fun to talk a little trash. It'd be better if one or both of these teams had a winning record, but it is what it is. It's the Saints and Falcons Sunday in the Superdome. All right, I'm Christian Garrick. Simplify, I'm out. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. 
Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.